Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Come on in, everybody. It is Saturday night, 9 o'clock Mountain Time, 11 o'clock Eastern Time. We're doing a quick preview of tomorrow's Sunday morning worship experiences at Harvest Church. Got Instagram over here, TikTok over here, Facebook, Twitter, or Facebook, Twitter, uh, YouTube, all of that. Is watching me right here. Come on in. Let me know where you are watching from and speak to me when you come in. I pray that your week has been amazing. Shalom. Um, that's a Greek, uh, Greek. That's a Hebrew word that we use. It's a baked into the culture of harvest. Literally, every time you speak it to somebody, you're declaring nothing missing, nothing broken, nothing lacking, and all is well. Come on in. Dallas, Aurora, good to see you. Come on in, everybody. Arlington, Texas, good to see you. And let me know where you are watching from. Hey, listen, guys, if you don't have our app, Get our app. That's the best way to stay connected to me, best way to stay connected to Harvest. Text the word HARVEST to the phone number 877-552-4746. And when you do that, you'll be able to stay connected to all things Harvest. You get new messages, the podcast. Every time we go live, you'll get a notification, all of that. Alabama, I love it. Shalom, y'all. I love the y'all. Come on. Let's go. So listen, I need you to share. And then for those of you watching on YouTube, Facebook, um, Twitter, I need you to click the like button. Need you to, hey, Tifton, Georgia. Is Tifton within the Atlanta metro area? Ellington, Florida, good to see you. Florida, Aurora, Aurora, good to see you. I see a lot of Florida in the building tonight. Florida, good to see you. Plano, Texas, DFW Metroplex. I love it. I love, you know what I love about Dallas? It's because they call that whole area the, the DFW Metroplex. I just love the name Metroplex. Milwaukee, good to see you. Come on, y'all. If, uh, Saturday nights, I've been giving you a message preview. We've been doing it. We just started doing it impromptu. Somebody says, no sound on this one. I think that might just be your device. I think that might just be your device. Everybody else on Facebook, YouTube, give me a thumbs up if you can hear me. Everybody else seems to be able to hear me. Okay, now I do see several that say no sound. I don't know why it says no sound, all right? I don't know why it says no sound. Why does it say no sound? All right, you all, let's see if we can't troubleshoot this. Um, so um, listen, New Jersey, good to see you. Listen, um, so we started this series, the stream says the video has no sound. All right, let's try this, and then if not, y'all are gonna have to jump on another. I do see where there's no sound coming in. Wow, that's crazy. All right, let's try this one more time. Let's see. Um, guys, we started this with this series um, called Let's Be Kids Again, all right? Let's be, okay, you guys are going to need to hop on Instagram and YouTube. Hop on, on IG and TikTok. All right, that's where y'all are going to want to hop. All right, everybody's going to want to hop on those. All right, um, so listen, we started this new series at Harvest Church. Uh, then you says, now you can hear me. Uh-oh, well, I already disconnected it, so we got to go. We started this new series um, at Harvest called uh, Let's Be Kids Again, and it's based on this principle that Jesus said, Jesus says, no man can enter the kingdom unless um, he enter it like a child. And so God wasn't telling us to be childish. He was telling us to be childlike. Uh, and, and essentially, he was saying, if you want to get into my kingdom, you're going to have to be a kid again. 
Can I get a few of you to just type that on the comments? Let's be kids again. Let's be kids again. Let's be kids again. Um, and so this is a powerful principle, right? Because um, y'all can hear, um, right? Well, they could hear me now, but I'd already disconnected it. All right. So listen, Jesus was saying, let's be kids again. And so in this um, principle, uh, I, I've shared with you several things that children do. And this is important because sometimes in life, how many of you, you have to be pretty mature pretty early in your life? Wave at me if you had to be pretty mature pretty early in your life. If you had to begin to do things at a pretty early age that were really mature. Because what happens consequently is that many times you can lose your childlike curiosity. Um, you can lose your child, some of your childlike qualities. And it is those childlike qualities, in fact, um, that Jesus says are going to get you into the kingdom. Now, let's be clear. What is the kingdom? The kingdom is three, has three very unique and distinct components um, to it. Number one, the kingdom is heaven's attributes in the earth. And the word earth in the Greek language of our New Testament is the word G-E, which literally means your life. It's your life. So it's heaven's attributes in your life. Um, number two, it is how God does things. God does things in a very different way. God does things in a very different way. And then number three, it's becoming who God said you are and possessing what God said you can. Becoming who God said you are and possessing what God said you can. Why is that um, important? Because Jesus said you will never, listen, become who he said you are and possess what he said you can unless you do it as a kid again. My, my, my. He says, you will never become who he said you are and possess what he said you can unless you are a kid again. I'm going to try to go back on those other platforms for that message preview uh, since uh, whatever the issue was, it looked like it corrected itself. All right. Um, you'll never be able to become who he said you are and possess what he said you can unless you do it as a kid again. Um, then you'll never be able to do things God's way unless you are a kid again. And finally, listen carefully, um, you will never see heaven's attributes in your life unless you are a kid again. Now that's deep, y'all. Why is that deep? Um, that's deep because Jesus makes it very clear that this is what is necessary in order for you to see that manifest in your life. This is what's necessary to see this happen in your life. This is what you have to do to see this happen in your life. Um, and, and I think this is important because sometimes, especially when you have been very mature from a very young age, often you can get caught up in this thing. You can get caught up in you're so grown and you have to be so grown so fast that you lose some of your childlike qualities. And Jesus said, if you lose those childlike qualities, you're never going to get those three things. He says, you're never going to enter the kingdom. So the kingdom belongs to those who act like kids. Again, listen very carefully to the nuance. It does not belong to those who are childish. It belongs to those who act like kids again. I'll say it one more time. It does not belong to those who are childish. It belongs to those who act like kids again. It does not belong to people who walk around throwing uh, temper tantrums and, and acting a fool and all of that. It belongs to those who act like kids again. All right. I need you to just say this. Uh, uh, you ready? This is your prayer. Restore the kid in me. 
Come on, y'all. Restore the kid in me. Restore the kid in me. Restore the kid in me. Do me a favor because you're just on Instagram and TikTok and not the other platforms. Make sure that you share. Make sure that you share. Make sure that you share. Um, let's talk about some childish traits. Can you type in the comments some things that when you think of childish come to mind? Because the Apostle Paul makes it clear. When I was a child, I spoke as a child. I thought as a child. I reasoned as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. I put away childish things. I put away childish things. And um, he began to move in manhood. He began to move in maturity. Um, this is so, so, so very important. Um, because short temper, that's good. That's one of those things. That's childish. That's not childlike. That's childish. That's good. Sloppiness. That's good. That's not childlike. That's childish. Being angry. Um, and, and here's the thing I think that's important to, in, the, in the nuance for a child is that not only is a child angry, but a child's anger is often unfocused. In other words, they're angry, but they don't do anything constructive with their anger. This is why the Bible says, uh, be angry, but sin not. In other words, he was saying, there's nothing wrong with you being angry. He said, I just need you to make sure that you don't step into a place called sin because you're angry. All right. Selfish. That's good. That's really good. Learning to play by yourself. Right. So now you don't want anybody around. That's good. Short attention span. Wanting your way and quitting when it doesn't go your way. This is good. Being unfocused. This is good. Y'all talk to me in these comments. What are some other things? That are childish. Uh oh, that are childish. When you think we have all kind of technical issues today, that's cool. I'm gonna be a kid again. I'm gonna make an adventure. All right, childish. All right, what else? When you think of child, lack of attention to detail, that's good. Wanting attention, that's good. Oh, that's good. And here's the thing about wanting attention often a child wants attention simply for the sake of attention. Not because of anything constructive. That's really, really good. That's really, really good. That's really, really good. What else? 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 When you think of childish, selfish, impatient, a tattletale, telling on everybody else and not worried and not concerned about yourself. Just good. This is good. Doesn't learn. Messy and expects someone else to clean it up. Y'all got it. Here's what here's what the Bible does not tell us to do. It does not tell us to do any of those things. The Bible instead tells us to be childlike, to be childlike, not to be childish. Now, let's look at this. I gave you several principles. Kids are fearless until they're taught to fear. Fear is a spirit and spirit in the Bible means mindset, mentality. There's several levels to it, but that's it. It is simplest format. Um, spirits can be transferred. Spirits, watch me, it can be transferred by being taught. It can be transferred by being caught. Got it? There are certain things you, you, will, you will be taught the spirit of a thing. Then there are other things that being around it, you will catch the spirit of a thing. Why is this important to understand? Because often, watch me, um, the Bible says God has not given us a spirit of fear. So fear is something that you are taught. Fear is something that is caught. Which means, watch me, we're fearless until we're taught to fear. Can you talk to me in the comments about some of the things that you were taught to fear? Some of the things that you were taught to fear. Talk to me. Let's talk. Let's talk. Some of the things that you were taught to fear. Some of the things you were taught to fear. 
Some of the things that you were taught to fear. Talk to me, talk to me, talk to me. What are some of the things that you were taught to fear? Some of the things that you were taught to fear. All right, looks like this thing is back up now. Looks like it's back up. All right. Cool. I'll be back on these other platforms here now. Took it a minute to get it back up. Finances. Lightning. Listen, how many of y'all were taught when it's lightning, when it's lightning, you better, you got to turn the TV off. Wait a minute. You got to turn the TV off. Oh, this is good. Strangers in the dark. Guess what? If God's going to bless you, it's often going to come through a stranger. Okay. Now, obviously, don't miss, don't take that to a place I'm not taking you. Um, but if God's going to bless you, often it's going to come from an unexpected place. So if you fear meeting new people, you are going to miss the new thing God wants to do in your life. This is good. All right. Um, what else? What else? What else? Talk to me. And we're back on the other platforms uh, now, and they should be able to hear me nice and clear. Apologize for that. All right. What else? You were taught to fear ghosts. Watch me. It's the Holy Ghost, which means there are certain things that are going to be, listen, that are going to seem spooky, that are going to be real spiritual. There are certain things that are going to seem otherworldly. And that's the whole idea. Our God is not an American God. He's not an American. Our God is not a creation of man. Our God is otherworldly. He is literally supernatural. Which means everything about him exists in a realm that will often seem spooky. It'll seem weird. It'll seem different. What else? Well, we talk to fear. We're good. Thank you, Malcolm. All right. What else, guys? If you're on the on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, all that, make sure that you um, that you share and make sure you click the like button. All right. What else? Come on, y'all. Talk to me. Things that we were taught to fear, even as a child. Things that we were taught to fear as a child. This is important because a lot of you all, what you were taught as a child, is still adversely impacting what you have now. Talk to fear losing. This is good. I see this one over here on Facebook. There are certain things that when you're taught to fear, Shalom, that when you're taught to fear losing, watch me, you will be scared to make any type of investment or risk. And what is faith? Faith is a risk based on a spiritual conviction. Faith is simply a risk. The Bible says now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Substance of things hoped for, things not seen. That's a risk. That is a risk. That is a risk. So if you're taught not to lose and you should fear losing, what does this mean? That you will fear walking in faith. You will never walk in faith. You ready? Okay, this is good. Y'all are doing good. What are some other things that we were taught to fear? There's some things that we were taught to fear. Um, the doctor. All right, listen, let's go. All right, God is a God that brings correction. He's a God that brings alignment. He's a God that fixes things. In fact, the scripture says, that he is our great physician, which means if you are afraid of things being fixed, you will never want your diagnosis. Y'all better talk to me tonight. If you are afraid of things being fixed, you will never want to hear your diagnosis, which means for several people, many people, they never want to hear what's wrong. So it never gets right. They never want to hear what's wrong. So it never gets right. This is another good one. I see somebody saying uh, people fear the dentist. Well, guess what? Um, your teeth actually have a lot of connection. All my medical people, once I say this, wave at me to vouch for me. I'm a doctor, but not a medical doctor, so y'all vouch for me. Your teeth, because of where they're located and the nerves that they're connected to, your, your, your oral health 
has a lot to do with your heart health, which means if your mouth's not right, your heart won't be either. Y'all better talk to me. I need all my medical people to wave and vouch for what I just said. If your oral health, if your mouth ain't right, your heart's not right. So often when you talk to fear the dentist, there's a subconsciousness there to where things that come out of your mouth and things that go into your mouth, you do not pay attention to those things. So that means that your heart is now negatively affected. This is good. This is another one. Uh, fearing divorce, right? Because remember, Jesus said no man will enter the kingdom unless he become a kid again. And there are certain things you got to go back to when you were a child in order to correct those things. Because what you were taught has got you all kind of ways as an adult. And consequently, you too grown for your own good. And Jesus says, you're never going to get into the kingdom. What's the kingdom? Becoming who he said you are, possessing what he said you can, heaven's attributes in your life, and God's modus operandi, how he does what he does. I saw divorce on here. So guess what? There's a lot of people who have been mistaught about divorce. And this is one of those things in the body of Christ that it, 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 is, just, it is often mistaught. God hates divorce. I need you to read what Malachi actually said. The divorce he was referring to was a divorce between his, him and his people. It was not speaking um, to marital uh, relationships. Why is that important to understand? Because you have a lot of people who would rather stay in a miserable, mad, jacked up marriage in the name of honoring God. And God says there's nothing honorable about you living a life you hate. It's quiet in here. Why are y'all not talking to me in the comments? I, I've taught on that whole subject before. Um, but if you're afraid of that, you will be afraid, watch me, to admit that sometimes it was a bad pick. You will be afraid to admit that sometimes that was that was you. That was not God. You it's quiet in here. You will be afraid. I see so many people in that bondage. And when I do, when I do couples counseling. One of the things that is always interesting to me, I ask one question that tells me exactly what's going on. And I often will hear people say, we put so much time in it. That was a horrible reason to stay with somebody that you're miserable with. That's a horrible reason. We put so much time, put so much time in it. Are you joking? We've been knowing each other since 12th grade. And? But th that's a horrible reason. That's a horrible reason. Okay? All right? This is good. You all give me three more things you were taught as a child to fear, taught to fear, taught to fear. Okay. Taught to fear the family curse that you, but you didn't know what the family curse was. This is good to be a curse breaker. You need to know what you're breaking. How are you going to break something that you do not know what you're breaking? You can't have a breakthrough unless you get to what you need to break through. Let me back the thing up. You cannot have a breakthrough until you know what you need to uh, get to to break through. All right. We were taught to fear, afraid of bugs. All right, what are you really afraid of with bugs? This is good. With bugs, you're afraid of critters, right? Um, and here's the thing. What does the scripture say in Genesis? And I have given you dominion over the birds of the air and every creepy, crawly thing on the face of the planet. What happens is there's a subconscious thing that when you're afraid of anything, it causes you to resist it. It causes you to run from it. So even something small like that, even something small like that, what it does is it creates a subconscious to where you create phobias. 
And that's when the scripture says God has not given us a spirit of fear, but a power of love and a sound mind. The Greek word there is phobio, where we get our word phobia. You got it? Which is why years ago I taught about fear. And one of my past fears was spiders. One of my past fears was spiders. I loathed spiders. I loathed spiders. Now, uh, um, uh, in that, in that, one of the things that's really important is I, I said to everybody, I said, whatever you're fearing, you need to go confront it. The only way you're going to be able to deal with the fear is you have got to go confront that fear. So what did I do? So long, Batman. So what I had to do is I went to this place in Denver. They call it, I, I think, Scales and Tails or something. They had tarantulas and spiders on my, and you know what I did? I went in there and I confronted that thing. And so I, listen, so now, now do, do I like do I, you know, do I just want to, oh, come here, Harry's, come on, spider. Like, but no, I ain't doing that. All right, but do I fear them? Absolutely not. Come on now. Y'all would hear me. All right, I saw a couple more things come in. I need two more, and I just want to use this because we're taught to fear. And God does not give us a spirit of fear, but the spirit of fear is taught. It's taught. Kids don't fear. Kids do not fear until they're taught to fear. A kid will go play with something. You'll be like, oh, no, don't touch that. No, don't do that. All right? All right? Come on. Somebody say, I'm a spider killer now. I love it. Give me two more things, you all. Two more things in the comments. We only got about nine more minutes. Okay, this is good. Fearing death. All right, you ready? If you fear death, you will never experience the fullness of life. Bishop, what do you mean? Jesus says, whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. For those of you that are on Facebook, and YouTube, I need you to click the like button. I can see how many of you have liked it, and it's less than a third of you that are watching. I need you to click that like button, and then I need you to click share on YouTube, Facebook. All right? So what happens is Jesus said, whoever loses his life gains it for my sake, which means I have to get to a place to where I die to my will, which means I die to the life I imagine, and I embrace the life that he has planned. Did you hear that? I died to the life that I had planned to embrace the life that he has planned. So if you fear death, you'll never experience the fullness of life. You will never experience the fullness of life. You will live your life in a way to where you are overly cautious. And when you're overly cautious, you will never take any steps of faith. You'll never take any risk. So you'll literally live your life in a box that you create for yourself. This is why the scripture makes a powerful statement in the book of Job. Job says, that our days are numbered. And I just need you to release this over yourself. It's not my number. Come on, y'all. Put that in the comments. It's not my number. All right? This, is, this means I don't have to fear death because it's not my number. This is why some of you, even during the pandemic, you were like, oh my God, oh my God, look at that. And it, watch me. And, and it didn't take you out. Why? It was not your number. Which means if you still got a pulse, he still has a plan. I need you to release a praise on the screen that you that he still has a plan for you. And I wish you would take the opportunity you've been given and squander it with some foolishness. You hit the jackpot because God said it is not your number. The Bible says our days are numbered, not counted. They are numbered. So every birthday you're counting up. Got it? Heaven is counting down. Got it? Okay. This is why I, you cannot fear death. Because if it ain't your number, it ain't your number. It's not your number. Now, here's the deal. Because you don't know your number, you got to maximize every day. Your prayer has to be, Lord, help me to maximize every single day. 
I rebuke the spirit. Come on, I know this is a message preview, but let's go into prayer. I rebuke the spirit of procrastination. I rebuke the spirit of putting things off. Procrastination is an arrogant assumption that you won't have another opportunity. Procrastination is an arrogant assumption that you will have another opportunity. Procrastination is an arrogant assumption that you're going to have another opportunity. I rebuke the spirit, hear me, of procrastination. You've been, you've been given the blessing of another day. Your prayer has to be, Lord, help me to maximize every day that I'm alive. All right? Okay? Can I get you all to give me one more thing that, that you were taught to fear? That you were taught to fear. You were taught to, so you don't have to fear death. It's not your number. It's not your number. And when it is your number, it's your number. Just as simple. Let me tell, let me explain to you the power though. Let me explain to you the power. Oh, that's good. Let me explain to you the power, um, the, the power of that revelation. Um, you maximize every day. But listen very carefully. There was a man in the scripture. He was a king. He was Hezekiah. And Hezekiah, uh, the, the man of God, Isaiah, walks into him and says, get your house in order. The Lord has decided it's it for you. And the Bible says that Hezekiah, listen to me carefully, because some of y'all, you accept the first no. Mm -mm -mm. Come on, y'all. This is a message preview. But I need you to go with me. You accept the first no. And because you get a no with one door, you don't knock on any other doors. Because you get a no with one opportunity, you don't seek out any additional opportunity. Hezekiah was told by the man of God, by God himself, you're about to die. It's over for you. And do you know what Hezekiah did? Hezekiah turned, looked at that wall, and the Bible said he started to repent. He started to cry out and he said, Lord, I need you to remember all of what I've done in your name. And what did he do? As Isaiah was walking out, you better hear me. I need you to type this on the screen. No does not mean no. Y'all, I feel like going up. No does not mean no. As Isaiah was walking out, the man of God Cause uh, uh, the Lord told a man to turn back around. The Lord heard you. And because the Lord heard you, he's going to add 15 years to your life. Don't you tell. Well, so-and-so said, no, I need you to take that thing to God in prayer. No, don't mean no. No does not mean no. But they said they ain't going to buy it. No does not mean no. If they don't buy it, he'll raise up another buyer. Y'all better hear me today. All right? Okay, what did Hezekiah do? He acted like a kid again. He went and asked. Watch me. Every kid, throw shit, every kid heard what you said the first time. But because they really wanted something, they heard you. But watch me. How many, how many parents you've seen your children where they heard you, but they asked you again? And then now these kids are smart. We got bougie smart kids now. They were there asking in a different way. They know to come a different way. Wave at me, parents, if you've ever experienced that. If you've ever experienced that. If you've ever experienced that. You said, no, I'm not doing that. And they came back. Why? You got to hear me. That's being a kid again. So why did Hezekiah get what he asked for? 
He was willing to be a kid again. And what did Jesus say? No man is going to enter the kingdom. He's never going to become who God said he can be. He's never going to possess what God said he can possess. He is never going to do things God's way. He is, he's never going to do that. You ready? Unless he becomes a kid again. Hezekiah was willing to say, I, I heard what you said, man of God. I heard what you said, God. But I'm asking. I'm asking you to remember what I've done. I'm asking you to remember the, 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 uh, 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 the, the things that I did in your name. I'm asking you to remember he was a kid again. Come on, I need you to just say this again. Lord, restore the kid in me. Restore the kid in me. Restore, somebody said, my kid knows how to negotiate things. Moses negotiated with God. Literally in the scripture, we got two minutes, I gotta wrap this up. In the Bible, the scripture says that Moses negotiated with God. God said, I am about to destroy the children of Israel. Get away from them that I might smite them. Right? He almighty smiter. <laughs> the Lord said, I'm about to take them out. I'm over them. And you know what he told Moses? And Moses, I will make a great nation of you. I'll start over with you. And do you know what Moses did? He says, oh, Lord, don't do this. L what will the nation say? But he negotiated. And do you know what the Bible says? And the Lord relented. What does this mean? The Lord said, okay, Moses, fine, because you wanted to be a kid again. I ain't going to do what I said I'm going to do. I ain't going to do what I said I'm going to do. I'm not going to do what I said I'm going to do. I'm not going to do what I said I'm going to do. Some of y'all are typing other comments and you're not staying with me. Stay with me. Okay, don't do your own thing. Stay with me. You're on the live. Stay with me. Lord, restore the kid in me. Lord, restore the kid in me. Restore the kid in me. And I said, come about humility. And humility is what I've taught over these last few messages. Is the way to be a kid again. And I talked to the biblical way of humility. Not this false humility that is often taught. Alright? So, I want to give you one more example. Joshua. Joshua was fighting a battle. And as Joshua was fighting a battle, um, Joshua asked the Lord in Joshua 10. He said, Lord, he says, let the sun stand still so that I can finish whooping my enemies. Who asked for that? Because the kid in him was present. The kid in him was present. The kid in him was present. Who even would think that kids will ask for stuff that you'd be like, what? Parents, can you type some of the craziest things? Can I get a few of you to type in the comments some of the craziest things that your children have asked you for that you were like, what? Who even thinks about that? Who, who even says that? Who even says that? Come on, I see, I see somebody saying this is good, right? Because many of you, are, you you too grown. You're trying to have grown folk conversations with God. You are not his equal. You are his child. It is, it is very disrespectful for a child to come to their parent as if they are their equal. And if they are not their equal. Okay? I let my grandson play a game on my iPad and he filled the Walmart cart with $500 worth of toys. This is good. For my PC. And he got it. A Tesla because it's electric. Come on. 
a motorcycle and an airplane. Wow. All right. A, a trip to Germany. You're like, man, you listen, you better have this German chocolate cake. Huh? That's what you better have. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, look at the German flag behind it and eat this German chocolate cake. Let's go. A pony. A, a trip to Hawaii right now before school. Right? Listen. <laughs> I, listen. You, you, you're trying to have grown folk conversations with God. And God is like, don't come at me like that. You're not my equal. You're my son. You're my daughter. So don't come at me trying to talk grown stuff to me. Some $800 sneakers, right? So, so, so listen, this is, this is, can you buy me an Apple laptop? Okay, now everybody listen carefully to this principle. We gotta go. He taught himself to speak, to speak the, the, the language. Got it. That's good. Um, listen, tomorrow's message is called, you ready for this? Ask for what you want. I'm going to walk you through the scripture. I'm going to walk you through the word to show you um, another level of prayer, to show you the way to properly engage God in your relationship. Um, I, I have a targeted prayer list, and I encourage you all to have that. And when you go through Harvest Shoot, you learn how to make your own. And as I was making my target prayer list, the Lord has literally answered so much of my targeted prayer list. I have to update it like every few days now because he's constantly and consistently answering over and over and over again. Joshua and Joshua 10 asked the Lord for something that only a kid would ask for. A grown person would say, you ready for this? Someone says, what time does service start? Tomorrow morning, 9.15 and 11.15 a.m. Mountain. It's 11.15 and 1.15 Eastern time. Right. And if you're in Denver, you can join us in the building. It's our last Sunday at Jewel Avenue. So you should really be there at 9.15, 11.15 a.m. And then Monday night will be our last service in Jewel Avenue, period, at 7 o'clock. At 7 o'clock. All right. So tomorrow morning, can I get a few to type that in the comments? 9.15, 11.15 a.m. Mountain. That's 11.15, 1.15 Eastern. And then Monday night, when we normally do Monday night prayer, we're going to be live. It's going to be Monday night. All right. Tomorrow morning is, is, is missing all. Ask for what you want. And many of you all, you come at God like you've grown. You come at him like you're his equal. And you're not his child. You're not. Why the move? I've explained that. And I'll touch it a little bit uh, tomorrow too. And we're excited about it. All right. Um, James says, you have not because you've asked not. You have not because you ask not. You have not because you ask not. Notice what he didn't say. He didn't say you have not because God don't want to do it. Notice what he didn't say. You have not because God wants to keep something from you. You have not because you don't have the skill. You have not because you don't have the ability. You have not because you don't have the faith. No. He says, you don't even ask for it. And then he goes further. He says, and when you do ask for it, your motives are all wrong. He says, you only ask so you get the glory. You don't ask so he gets the glory. Tomorrow morning's message is going to be one we all need to hear. It's called Ask for What You Want. I'm super excited about it. 9.15 and 11.15 a.m. Mountain Time. That is 11.15 and 1.15 Eastern Time. All right. So here we go. Tomorrow morning, 9.15, 11.15. 
Then replays at five and seven online only. And then Monday night at seven o'clock um, Mountain, it's nine o'clock Eastern where we'd normally be live for prayer. We're gonna do the final service at Jewel Avenue. And then on Wednesday, um, Wednesday will be online only. Wednesday will be online only. Our normal Wednesday night at seven o'clock, nine o'clock Eastern will be online only. And then we're going to update you. I'll update you tomorrow in church uh, about all of the amazing things that are happening. God is doing some amazing things for Harvest. God is with us. And I'm super excited about that as we transition to our temporary location here in Denver. And if you have not heard, we'll be in Atlanta um, in our location there Friday, September 9th. And then Sunday night uh, at six o'clock for Sunday night live. I like to keep it simple. Sunday night live. All right. So that's what we're doing. Friday night, fire that Friday. And the Lord told me for that Friday in Atlanta, September 9th, yes, mark the date. If you're in Atlanta, get registered to come. We're going to really begin pushing it on Monday. Um, but um, the Lord told me, he said some, I was like, Lord, I don't want to do another Friday. I was like, Lord, I do not want to do another Friday. He said, so you're going to do another Friday. And he said, because you, you people need to get their fire back. He said, and I want you to call people to a place and you're going to ignite their fire back because there's so many things that have taken their fire. And then that Sunday night, we're going to, um, we're going to move forward um, in, in uh, an amazing series. So it's going to be great. All right. Listen, guys, if this preview bless you tonight, you can sow into it. You can use um, the um, uh, cash app to sow. Dollar sign Bishop Formal with the number two at the end. You can use PayPal, Venmo, Zelle, Goodify, and given all of that. Is available. The key email for that is hello at harvestchurch.church. May I also say this if you are not saved and you're not a Christian or you want to recommit yourself to the Lord, whatever platform you're on, on the count of three, I just want you to do the hand wave emoji or say it to me before you get off of here. I want for you um, to do that hand wave emoji or say it's me. Do not miss this moment saying I'll wait till tomorrow. Tomorrow is not promised. If tonight was to be your last night on earth, make sure that you exit and be with the Lord. If you become a Christian, recommit yourself to the Lord, or be sure wherever you're at, on the count of three, do that hand wave emoji or say it's me. Wherever you are at, respond right there. One, two, three. If that's you, respond wherever you're at. No guilt, no condemnation, no shame. No guilt, no condemnation, no shame. No guilt, no condemnation, no shame. On Instagram, you can also use the badges too. I see you. I got you. Seven, seven at the end of your um, um, screen name. I got you. Wave at me. No guilt, no condemnation, no sin. Whatever platform you're on, I got you. I'm going to count you down. Five, four, waiting on you. Three, love you. Two, waiting on you. One, don't miss your moment. Don't miss your moment. You, I don't want to push the button. I'm, I'm nervous. People may judge me. Nobody's going to judge you. Nobody's gonna, And if anybody ever tries to judge you, you let me know. And I promise you, we'll handle them because we don't play that around here. All right? Shout out to the five of you that are you badges to solve on Instagram. I'm waiting on you. I'm waiting on you. I sense that there's at least one more of you that needs to be responding. But we got to go because it's 939. I'm waiting on you. You need to become a Christian. Recommit yourself to the Lord. Or be sure. Or be sure. Or be sure. Or be sure. All right. We got to go. But there's at least one more of you that needs to respond. And I need you to respond. Even while I'm praying, you can still respond. Everybody pray this with me. Say, Father, thank you for dying in my place. Thank you for your love for me. I confess with my mouth and I believe in my heart that you are my Lord and my Savior. Give me the grace to be a faithful Christian from this day forward. And if I fall, come on, everybody pray this with me. Give me the grace to get back up again. In Jesus' name, amen. Listen, guys, if you just prayed that prayer for the first time or recommitted yourself to the Lord or you're sure, you for sure, for sure now, you just text decision to 877-552-4746. Guys, I'll see you in the morning again. 
I do the message previews so that you get excited about the word and you can share it. Who's excited about the word tomorrow? Wave at me if you're excited about the word tomorrow. Um, 9.15 and 11.15 Mountain, 11.15 and 1.15 Eastern. Replays at 5 and 7. That's 7 and 9 Eastern time. And then Monday night at 7 o'clock, um, 9 o'clock, it's going to be fantastic. And uh, and God's been moving. I see your hands. I'm excited about this word too. Um, Lord, you cannot come to God like you're his equal, like you're a grown man talking to a grown man. You have to come at him like you're his child. And when you when you phrase it, when you think that way, you're going to start asking for stuff like Joshua. Lord, I need to keep beating on my enemies. So can you let the sun stop? And the Lord was like, and the Bible says, and it never happened before. And the Bible says, and it's never happened again. What if you and I were going to be the ones that it happens again through? What if you and I were going to be the ones that it happens again through? Um, and literally, we still have leap years to this day because of that extra day that Joshua created. Is that not crazy? Is that not crazy? We literally still have leap years to this day because of the extra day Joshua created because he was a kid again. What if God is just waiting on you to stop asking for bills to be paid? to stop asking for little stuff? What if he's waiting on us to ask him for some stuff that gets him excited like, come on, let's go. I promise you, tomorrow it's gonna be amazing. All right, share this in your Insta story. Guys, I need every person on Facebook, or excuse me, on Facebook and YouTube, please hit the button, like it and share. Someone says, what, what amount to sow? Whatever you sow, you know what? Whatever you sow, um, I, this is what I hear. This is what I hear. Um, whatever you sow, you know, I, I want you to make the numbers not make sense. Father, whatever we are to sow, make the numbers clear to us. Um, and you're going to sow kid-like numbers. You're going to sow $74 and 32 cents. Like, where is that? You're going to sow kid-like numbers. And here's what you can call it. This is my kid seed. That's literally what I want you to call it. Your kid seed. Whatever you sow, here's some good numbers. Five, that's grace. Eight new beginnings, seven completion, four creativity, one unity, um, zero infinity, all things new, nine birthing, 10 divine perfection, 12 government structure order, 41 out of the wilderness, out of a test, all right? 50 jubilee or celebration, um, you got it? All right, whatever you sow, call it your kid seed. Call it your kid seed, all right? And make the numbers like that. Like, put the numbers together like it's a kid. Like, what kid did this? All right, and you're going to see those results. I love you all. It's 9.43. We got to go see you in the morning. 9.15, 11.15 a.m. Mountain. 11.15, 1.15 Eastern Time. Love you guys. Have an amazing night. If this bless you, go sow. And make sure that you share. That's why I do the previews, so that you get excited about the word and share it. I love you guys. Have an amazing night. Shalom. Amen. There we go. TikTok. What do we do tonight on TikTok? 530. Look at this. Let me show y'all this. So y'all can see that. Why I do all these platforms. You see that? 513 viewers. 3,774 likes. Y'all see that? Uh-oh. Where's the camera? See that? Bam. To God be the glory. Let's keep reaching people, guys. When you share, people get saved. That's why I need you to share. All right. Love you guys. Shalom.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.